0: Welcome to the co Podcast. I'm Chris Edward Westersen, and today I've got a co-host, Anton Conradi. How's it, How's it going, Chris? Uh, it's going well. Well, and yourself? I'm good, thanks. Cool. So, basically, <laughs> the reason why it took so long for the second episode
1: is because COVID fucked us,
0: like royally.
1: No, I can agree, Chris. I'm extremely excited for... Yeah, you know, us to be back and for us to start making these episodes again. Um, you know I've missed it a lot. Uh, but yeah, you know obviously we both had our difficulties, but it's good to be back. And um, yeah. So basically, with uh, what we're gonna do, um, you know for the remainder of the weeks, we want to try and keep this little fantasy, uh, section of our podcast going. Uh, it's something that we enjoy quite a lot. Um, you know, so it's something that we're gonna we're gonna keep doing. Um, me and Chris are going to tackle the, the your guys' fantasy questions. If any of you have any um you know we'll be giving weekly rundowns of our teams and uh yeah chris will chris will chat to you guys through about what we are what you have in store for for this week
0: for any of you who want to ask us a couple of questions relating to the fpl you can always come and visit us on our personal accounts on instagram or you can go follow the podcast we've actually got our own podcast on instagram like the account so feel free to ask any questions there. We'll have a photo up of, of both of our teams for this weekend. And then you can just leave all of your questions down below with your questions. Or you can DM us with your teams. We'll give suggestions. And I just want you all to know, this is just a hobby. Don't, don't take any, any, everything we say to heart. I think we all kind of understand we're just having a bit of fun. We're just talking. And I think it's something we all can enjoy. Because let's be honest. During lockdown and after the COVID really hit, I think the recovery process from COVID, one of the few things that myself and Anton and have actually enjoyed, even without being quite close to each other, was FPL. I think that's the reason why we're actually making this episode, is FPL is one of the things we actually had quite in common, um, even through lockdown. It's something we could have always had to connect us. Like, it's been how many months since we've actually seen each other? And the first thing we talked about when we saw each other, like, two weeks ago was, my dude, did you see what happened this game week? And that's, that's just what happens. Yeah. That's, what, that's what this game, ironically, this fantasy Premier League has actually done for us. So I think it's going to be quite interesting getting more episodes out from, whether it be football, whether it be conspiracies, whether it be uh, anything else, really, that can connect us, connect you guys to yeah. us, so we can have more conversations during these times, and also getting us through these times, especially, especially with the time now, where even though we think we have a solution, I don't think we we have a solution fully. So I think it's quite important for us to find find things we all have in common, discuss it, have some fun, and then build this nice community, which we already have seen based on our previous episode i think we've got a quite interesting group of people who are listening to us so far and we're going to try and make more content for you that's basically what we're going to do so let's see for my first week i got a solid 75 so i was actually quite happy with that i got like in the top 500 ks i'm like fair enough but last year i like completely just fell out of the bus because i decided you know what's a good idea to start um, that uh, James from uh, sorry uh, starting that uh, Reese James so I got him in he's got like he got like 14 points and then obviously Salah got like 20 and then Aubameyang was my captain for some reason but he still got like 14 points as a captain but yeah we would preferably have had it on Salah who's my vice but uh, 75 is not the worst but it's also not the best probably as you probably tell me now <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I got 57 for my first game week. Uh, I okay. went on, I decided to do something that I never, ever do in any of the fantasy league seasons I've ever played. And I decided to back Arsenal from the start. <laughs> and uh, I brought in Thieny and Aubameyang. And uh, fair enough, it didn't do badly. Thieny got me six and Aubameyang 14 because he was my captain, same as you. So I made the mistake of falling into that that trap of thinking Aubameyang is now listed as a midfielder, so surely he's going to bring the same amount of points, but he didn't. I've had Martinez from the from the from the start.
0: Oh yeah, so like yeah, fair enough. Martinez, I don't think I've got him in yet because I started off my season with McCarthy, and he got me a fat zero in the first two weeks, so that didn't go well. But I think my strategy was always like, okay, you've got a couple of players you can build around for the perfect going week. Um, I must admit, one of the things I was completely oblivious to was like Tottenham going on a six game winning streak to start off the season and Man City just bombing for like six games. And then Man U trying yeah. to find their feet after, like, after lockdown. We all were like, okay, uh, end of the season, no one's really doing well. But Man U, Man City, Tottenham, they all played well at the end of uh, last season after like Project Restart. So we're all like, yeah, that's going to go well. Like, even Arsenal, that's why we both, like, captained Obama the first week. We're like, fuck, Arsenal actually won against Man City in the FA Cup final. Like, they won. So why wouldn't they continue that run? Um, but, yeah, that shows you that yeah, exactly. season amazing can take turns left, right and centre.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, so on to game week three. Uh, this was quite an embarrassing game week for me. It's the lowest score I've had this entire season. And what makes it even worse is the fact I played my wild card this game week. I totaled 27 points uh, after hitting 63 the weekend before. Um, This was the game week where I decided to ship Rashford out of my side and bring in Greenwood. Um, uh, Rashford, as we know, scored that game week against Brighton. Um, I had Son, who I captained with Kane uh, as well. Who was who stayed on the side. For some reason, I decided to bring in Mitrovic again, going against what one of my one of my rules are. You know, you can just, there's certain teams that regardless of if their players in form or if they are doing extremely well, you just just stay away because one game week a player can get you 17 points. The next game week for like five game weeks in a row, he'll get you absolutely nothing. That's exactly what Mitrovic was. He was probably one of the most clueless signings I've made. That was just on impulse because Fulham had good games and he had scored the game before. Um, but, yeah, I instantly regret, regretted bringing Mitrovic in. I also brought Bamford and Dallas in that week. Dallas hasn't left my side since. Um, he's been an absolute gem of a FPL asset and so has, so has Bamford. Um, so I've got both of them uh, still currently. Oh, fair enough. I must admit. I think uh, it was an interesting stat from
0: game week three, if I remember correctly. Like it was the game week where most people played the first wild card, which is for those who are not quite familiar yeah. with uh, fantasy, it's basically you can change for this week the, your entire team and it won't cost you any points. So you can just make changes as you want. Um, so basically starting your season over, I would say. Um, and the interesting stat for this week specifically was game week three. Pretty much everyone played it. And if you go look at the stats, the people who didn't use the uh, wild card in that weekend were actually better off because um, that's just how the stats played out in the sense of everyone played the wild card and like most people just completely missed. Like you said, you got your worst with 26 or 27. I got one of my worst with 39. I actually also played my wild card. And I think that was the weekend of, I'm not quite sure if it was. It might have been the weekend where Van Dijk got injured against Liverpool. I'm not quite sure if it was that early yet, but it might have been. Um, uh,
1: Liverpool beats Arsenal this game, week 3-1. Uh,
0: okay, never mind then. Um, so, Alexander you-
1: Alex, and then you got, a, uh, you got an assist and the three bonus points.
0: No, that's quite lucky, I must admit. I... I was like, okay, one of my rules is always never triple up just for in case it doesn't go well. So I'd always go for two maximum. But for example, in my team this week, I actually tripled up on City because you have to make sure you get at least one defender with You're Like you never know which is going to start. You just, so you kind of have to triple up on City, even two at the back, just to make sure one of them at least plays. Um, but for this wild, yeah. wild card, I played in game week three, I got a solid 39. <laughs> well, the average was at least 43, so below average. And that sent me... So in the tot- in the span of like three weeks, I went from 500k to 4.2 million in my rank. I was like, fuck, okay. Because McCarthy actually got me a clean sheet, which was nice. Then my defenders, Van Dijk, Sayers, and... Uh, Reese James got absolutely fuck all. Then Salah got me a five, and then De Bruyne I captained because I was like, let's just see, it was against Leicester, and it was that abysmal game where Leicester won 5 2. So I was like, thinking, let's be honest, no one could have predicted Leicester winning 5 2 against City, but that was kind of the start of a fall at for City at the start. So Looking back, probably, much. and then I had Fernandez since the start. He got me a solid twelve points. I got in Rodriguez from.
1: I can't believe I can't believe I can't believe I did not have Fernandez in my team from the start. I brought him in in game week four, I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he came into my team in game week four. Uh, no, still not. I did not have uh, him in my team in game week four either.
0: My word! I must admit, I only I was like, okay, the players I need to look out for the start of the season, which I was probably never gonna change and probably won't ever change, was unless they get injured, Salah, De Bruyne, and Bruno Fernandes. I must admit, I've kept all three of them throughout every single weekend. And to be fair, I've contemplated taking Salah out this weekend, oh, no, but I'm then I saw when I saw Jota came back. But also, Henderson's now out for the rest of the season. So I'm thinking, uh, how many injuries can they still have? And how is this going to impact Salah? But let's be honest, he scored 17 goals as a top goals but Why would you take him out? So I'm probably keeping him.
1: Yeah, exactly. um,
0: yeah. I just have to stick with it in the sense of the only reason I've taken out the Brainerd was because he got injured. And at least we could, we could all afford Gundogan, which basically replaced him quite well. Um, but the funny, I took a punt in game week three with Man City being completely fucked at the front as well with um, Aguero was out, Gabriel Jesus got injured in the Champions League. So I was like, OK, Man City, you've got three strikers and two of them are injured. So that means you have to play Mr. Delap, Liam Delap. And I was like, this dude is actually going to play. He played the Champions League game. He actually scored in the Champions League. Then I was like, fuck yes, get him in my side. And then he got one point. And after that, he never played again. So, yeah, that's was quite, quite yeah, you tragic. See, that just,
1: that's, just, that's just one of those moves I just can't see myself making. Like, I just can't bring myself to spend a transfer on that. Uh, um, like, especially you not know, a city asset. Um you know, youngster like that, like if it was someone like Jesus and you want to take a punt for two or three game weeks, I feel like Jesus is the perfect player to do that with. But yeah, when, when I saw to a strong without a striker, I knew that they just weren't going to be able to pick up, you know, their game the way that they were supposed to, especially not on the premise, the way the season was going. I, I, I don't know, but like from this start of the season, I just had this funny feeling you could just pick up the results that teams were having and that it wasn't really a slump. It was more like a like they were just taking really long to get going, um, and the smaller teams are getting getting quite lucky with a lot of chances in the start of the season. So I don't know. I had a lot of the smaller players um, in my early game weeks, and maybe that's why I started off slowly. Um, but they 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 got that, they got me quite a few quite a few points after I used the wild card. Um, I reaped the rewards. Then after that, my team slowly but surely started hitting the the 80s, the 60s, the 70s uh, that they needed to. Um, so I think uh, for me, pretty much my biggest steps is from game week four to about game week, uh, let's see, to about game week 12. That's when I broke, or I'll tell you now, when, uh, game week six was when I broke into the top uh, 900k for the first time. So when I came, broke out of a mill. Game week four, I did uh, two transfers. This is straight after my wild card because yeah, when I hit the 27, I panicked a bit. So not only did my wild card absolutely flop, but the very next weekend, I used two transfers, which minus me four points. So my, solid season is my start of the season was extremely rough. Um, I struggled a lot to sort of like, I was really just trying to build a team, find players that I could put in that would stay and then find my, my my rotation players. So in this game, we got captain De Bruyne. I had De Bruyne in my team at this point. I had Kane who got me 16, who was my vice captain. So I thought I was quite unlucky this game week. I got 56 final points. Um, I had Podence, uh, who got me three. Uh, Greenwood who I punted on for two game weeks, hoping that he was going to get me some points. But as we as we learned throughout the season so far, he has not been producing. I um, also had Zaha. Um, he didn't reward me this game week in game week four, but I, in game week five, I think uh, Zaha did get me really good points. Yes, he got me nine points in game week five. Uh, so, yeah, these are just uh, – he was one of the transfers I made. I brought in Zaha, uh, uh, Podence, and uh, – no, I think it was Zaha and Calvert-Lewin that I had transferred in this game week
0: fair enough um for me at least it went a bit better I also took a minus four um not quite sure who I got in but that was the game week like it started off and I was like oh no this is not gonna go well this is not gonna go well because van Dijk got a minus two so I was like yep it's probably gonna be one of these weekends and then I saw um hmm. then I went and then the game we kind of developed and I was like well kind of ended well I got a total of like 76. Cause McCarthy got me nine, Sayas gave got me eight, and then Rodriguez got me eighteen. Calvin lewin got me six, and then I captain Salah who got me like twenty six. So I was I was like quite content with my. I
1: captain yeah, I captained De Bruyne, but I had Kane and Salah in my team, so I got very unlucky with that gaming's captaincy, which has sort of been a trend for my season so far.
0: True, I must admit, at the start of the season, I was quite on point for my captaincies Um, but I think captaincy it's quite it's quite tricky like you go through slums where okay I'm picking the right guy picking the right guy and then sometimes you're like okay it was the right decision and while watching the game the guy had chances he was just unlucky so I think a lot of people are like what would really consider a great captaincy for me, if my captain gets a return, I'm happy. Because that's why I captained him, because I think he's gonna get me a return. Like, fair enough, you want you expect him, we all want our captains to get like 17, 16 every single weekend, but that's not the reality. So sometimes you actually just need to look at it and see, well, especially with FPL, who is guaranteed an involvement? And that's probably why I captained a couple, couple of times I was like, The only reason I'm captaining him is because I know he's consistent. And I must admit, Salah has been like my go-to captain for the entire season, basically. And I've been punished sometimes from captaining Fernandez instead of Salah and then vice versa. But most of the times, you can count on Salah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Cool. Um, Exactly. So, game week five... Um, I did a really stupid thing, but I kind of got paid off for it. Um, I took a minus sixteen. <laughs> oh, wow, but my final points got to ninety six. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's worth it. You see, that kind of
0: evens out a bit because Martinez got me nine, Sayers got me seven, Salah seven, Son 13, Fernandez 11. So Junior, with all those penalties, like I don't think people understand the the amount of penalties the Premier League was giving to everyone was just completely insane at the start of the season. So, there is actually a market for buying someone like Jorginho. Who his only role for Chelsea is you take the penalties. And there's actually a market yeah. for getting him in. And then I captained Kane for that weekend. Um and so he got me 32. So I was pretty happy with that.
1: I ended on 83 for that game week, but I didn't take any minus points. So like it was quite a quite a good game week for me. And I think game week five was probably the turning point of my season. From there on, I've hit I've hit all of my all of my targets for for the for the weeks. Uh, so I I give it to to game week five as my turning point in the season. Too I I probably thought it was going to be my weekend. I was like fair enough. I've got
0: like 96 and didn't use any chips. Took a bit of minus points. Top 70k, and I was like this is probably where I'm going to take off. Kane got 10, song got 11. So I'm just like. Let's just keep them in. I must admit, I was quite happy going in on them at the right time. I think you got in quite early and got rewarded, but I got in as they started. So I still got rewarded. Unlike some other people who like took a bit of time like halfway through, then got through. Then they had like one game. I think after the Everton game, they had also one one off game. I think, might have been Palace, might have been Fulham where they lost and then everyone were like, ah, no, it's a fluke, it's a fluke. And then they went on for like six games to win. So I think it's also important to know when to get on a player and when to get off a player.
1: Well, yeah, I made that mistake because as you know, at the start of the season, I had Son in my team from the start. And then I took him out just before Tottenham went on this uh, ridiculous run where Kane and Son were just assisting each other and scoring, you know, game in, game out. And uh, I only had Kane for that spell. Um, but, like I said, uh, keeping faith in the, the likes of Zaha and Bamford. Uh, Zaha got me 13 points that weekend, Bamford got me 17. Um, but again, unlucky with the captaincy, I captain Salah, who only got me four points. Um, uh, James on the bench got me eight. Um, you know, so I also brought Tellers in that weekend. It was quite a quite a funny weekend. I remember just bringing Tellers in as an impulse just because, you know, it was Tellers and he was fit, and I was hoping, you know, that he'd get game time. But as we see, Shaw's just been unbelievable um so yeah I was quite happy I got a 67 uh final points for that uh, game week which was in 562k for the for the weekend which isn't a bad score you know so I think this fantasy season is more just about or has been just about hitting the not really the averages but the if you can get five in the top 500k game week in game week out um due to how just random the scores are every weekend so far I think I think it's been a key a really good key at the moment True. I think for myself, like,
0: it's a bit up and down, like, okay, get 76 and then like, okay, 39, then 96 and then 49. So I'm like, it's quite up and down that like really hurt your, um, overall ranking, but also one game week can really help you a lot. Um, but I must admit the one thing I really need to focus on, which I tried, well, this week, this season's already much better than last season. Um, but still taking unnecessary transfers because I'm just looking through and I'm like, minus 12, minus 16, minus 8, minus 4. I'm like, why? Why didn't I just keep that in?
1: I think that uh, held your points back quite a bit because, like, although you're getting a high game week score, it's still being deducted off and it just sort of reels you you in. You know, you, you sort of lose that consistency where, sure, you're bringing in players that are doing well, you know, in that game week, but so... Is everyone else you know so you're sort of hitting the average and I feel like if you're hitting the average every game week that's where you sort of sit and you you get stuck in the the million to two million you know sort of sort of brackets um so I think sort of either keeping consistent, like slight consistency with players that you know might not produce for two game weeks, but then in the third one where a whole lot of people have stripped them out, you've still got him and bang, he gets you know a solid, a solid point fall. So I think that's also been a trend. People just being a bit too hasty with their players uh this season as well, like expecting points. I don't know if like you've picked that up, but I just feel like fantasy players this season have been so fixated on like you know, just demanding points from players game week in, game week out, you know, not realizing that. You still need to build your team with other players. You know, you still need to look for games that not everyone looks at for points. You know, your differentials are so important uh, in Fantasy League. And I think that's been one of the main things for me as well this season again.
0: True. Um, Interesting point. Because it's also interesting to see exactly sometimes you do bring a player in. Sometimes you do bring a player in and you're expecting so much because, well, everyone else has him in mean, and he's doing well for them. You kind of feel like, he has to deliver as soon as you bring him in. And, um, yeah, I think that sometimes can hurt a person, um, especially in your, in your team. Um, But also, I must admit, I'm just scrolling through at the moment, like game week after game week, once again, I'm just like, why? (laughs) Like, looking back, I'm like, why? Why did I do this? And also, the scary thing for me is when I look at my midfield, I'm usually quite spot on with my midfield. Like, for game week 10, for example, I had Bruno Fernandes who got me 10, Grealish got me 10, Jota got me 9, Salah got me 12, Ben uh, Chilwell on the defensive side got me 8, Jamie Vardy got a return at 5, and then I ended up with 59 points. Fair enough, it's above the average of, 50, of 44 there, but like I took a minus 8 to get to 59.
1: Um, yeah I see I hit 55 I had 55 and I took up I took two transfers which minus two four um so I was also it was also quite a, an average game week for me I had Walker James uh Fernandes, Fernandez Yotta uh, my front three did nothing with Bamford Coverloo, and Kane but again on my bench I had Dallas and Podence who got eight and nine you know so again I'm lucky with the pick um uh with the two that are sitting on my bench there so you know I don't like it's game weeks like that. So I, I always knew that I had the players in my team. It was just about getting lucky with getting them in the team for the game week, you know? So I stuck, like with, with Greenwood, that was a big mistake. I stuck with him for quite a while. You know, I backed him. I really thought that it was going to be the season he was going to pull strings, but unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, quite fucking disappointing. Uh, genuinely fucking disappointing. Um, but yeah, so other than that, uh, game week 10 was quite a, an average game week. Um, I'm not too sure. Well, let me have a look where I was sitting overall at game week 10. My overall rating was about 500,073. Yeah, 500, mm, it's actually quite good.
0: I was like at around 9, just above the one more. So, like 950k on game week 10. And then I played you see, my... I, I
1: was I was at that 900... I was at the 922k mark in game week 6. So, you're, you see, I've started extremely slowly, and you had started extremely quickly, yeah. Um, you know, I just I think the players you had sort of they were like uh, impact players. They had extremely explosive start to the season, you know. But a lot of them sort of either got injured or didn't quite maintain what they, you know, what they were putting out in the beginning.
0: True, and I think also one of the things is sometimes you really want a player, and then you have another player. Let's say, for example. Um, let's say, for example, you had Jack Grealish, who is performing quite well and consistent and didn't get injured until last week or this, last, the, this game week had passed. And then you saw Jota come in. And Jota just completely ripping up the Premier League as soon as he started. So then the thought what, which I had was, OK, let's use the free in game week 11 to get jota in i think i had him in the week before But i was like okay i'm gonna keep him as well i'm gonna keep him in because he's doing well he's actually gonna rip up the brain and then looking back if i just left jota and i kept jack grealish i probably would have kept him for the rest of the season and for the price range difference that makes points difference that would have made it's quite hectic because Shottak got injured. Then I was like, "Fuck!" I just used the transfer like a couple weeks back to get him in. Now I've got to spend another transfer getting him out while I have all these other plans to do. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly, it puts you in a difficult position.
0: Yeah. So game week eleven, I used my free. I got like sixty-three, which is only one above the average. Um, I captain De Bruyne, which paid off quite well with twenty-eight. But the rest of my squad just really didn't come through. Like, I had a punt on Jesus and Mares. I think, it's us they played against Fulham. So, Fulham at that time were absolute shite. They hadn't won a game yet. So, I was like thinking, they also played um, Champions League. So, I was like thinking, okay, you're probably going to bench a couple of these guys. He's going to bench Sterling and he's going to bench Aguero because he wants to play them in the Champions League. So, I guessed right, with playing Jesus and Mahrez, um tripling up on City, which I don't usually do, but since it was like a free hit, I was like, well, I'm going to get my old team back anyways. Might just as well. So, yeah, you go into the game thinking, well, this is the obvious choice that's going to happen. And it's a bad team. All the stats tell you this game is going to work out. These two players have to perform based on the stats. And then they get a co- combined six and you're just there like well that helped me absolutely. Captain Walker
1: for that game I captained Walker for that game week he didn't even start uh, so he got zero but luckily my vice captain was Fernandez uh he got me 12. um but I had Salah and Kane in my team and this was uh during the patch where I was sticking with uh Calvert-Lewin Kane and Bamford I started them those up three probably consecutively for a good eight, eight to nine game week. So it was just either Calvert-Lewin was scoring or Bamford was scoring or, you know, they were just popping up with points here and there throughout, you know, for quite a lengthy period of time. So that was my front three for a while. I also hopped on the Yotta trend. Um, as soon as, as soon as he scored his first one, I was like, I've got to do this. Uh, his price is going to go up. Also had Grealish, you know, so I had both of them in my team at this point. My midfield was Potence, Grealish, Yotta, Salah, and Fernandez. Um, but I only started Yota, Salah, and Fernandez that game week. Um, uh, James Walker Peters uh, that got me five and five, so I ended on sixty-seven that uh, points that game week, but I didn't uh, minus any points for any transfers, so it was a good week.
0: Fair enough. Up until this point, I've played my wildcard and my free heat. By the time it came week eleven, which have you... my wild
1: card. Just my wild card.
0: Okay, fair enough. I thought you used your yours a bit earlier.
1: Okay, so for game week 14, um, I had two free transfers to use. Uh, So I made, I took a four-point knock and brought three players in. Uh, I brought Son back into my side. Uh, Unfortunately, this game week, they completely underperformed. Uh, Kane and uh, Son did not get me the points. Uh, In fact, they lost to Leicester 2-0. Um, I had Salah, luckily, who saved my game week, and he got me 32 points. He was my captain. I had Walker, Justin, Dallas, and Martinez at the back. Uh, 8, 8, five, and 6, respectively, for all of those guys. Um, then Calvert-Lewin, he got four points at game week. But again, you know, it's just he just kept the points ticking over. He was just getting more points in the strikers in his price change. The, the strikers that other people were using, you know, as well as other people's strikers were getting two points here and there. You know, Bamford, I mean, uh, Calvert-Lewin was hitting... You Know four points, seven points, nine points. You know, he was always just keeping the points ticking over. True,
0: uh, it's also quite interesting because you were talking about Bamford. You've had Bamford in since when about first game week? Solid. I was, I'm, I was one of those people that were like, nah, he's like a champ, fair enough. He, he did well in the championship, but I need to see a bit more because. I was also, like, also with you in the start, you had Mitrovic in for a couple of game weeks, and I was also the same, thinking, well, he has played in the Prem, he scored 14 Premier League goals last time they were here. He went on the season after that, when they got relegated, scored like 30 in the championship. So we're all expecting at least 10 minimum. So Mitrovic didn't really do it for me, and then that completely just set me off from... Owning Bamford. Um, but after game week 11 my wild card, I was like, okay, now but it's it's Bamford time. So I got Bamford in only at like game Ooh. week 12, and yeah, I, I kept in him like since then he's just delivered like five points, six points the week after that, and then game week 14 is where I'm gonna stop for a moment because I actually did quite well. <laughs> I got like 91 points, which sent me into the 200, yeah, 229K, which is quite nice because I only used my one free transfer. So, that's like didn't take any point hits at all. So, with the average score of like 60, me getting 91, that sent me completely up into the ranks because my midfield did absolutely well. Bruno Fernandes got 17. Grealish got me 10 and I captained Salah for 32. <laughs> And then De Bruyne with a cheeky assist and Goncelo getting me eight. So, Target also getting me... Yeah, for that, that game, I
1: took, well. I, I took... I took... I took... I took uh, Grealish and uh, Bruno out. And I replaced him with Son and Rashford for that game. week. And Son and Rashford got me two and two. And Grealish and Fernandes, as you said, got ten and uh, sixteen or whatever points for Fernandes there. So... That punished me quite big because in the next game week again, uh, they were quite high point scorers. I backed Ashford for a little period of time, and he didn't really reward me. So, um, yeah, that was also a period where quite unhappy. But again, uh, I got seventy-three that point, uh, seventy-three points that game week. So I just bumped my my ranking up a bit. I was just slowly but surely climbing the ranks. At this point, I was in the top two hundred k, in that at that point of the season. Fair enough. Um, I think
0: yeah, it was quite interesting. About from game week ten, about to about let's see, like seventeen. So for like ten weeks, we were quite close to each other in the rankings, wise. Also, like in our in our mini league, we have at uh, ETA College, which a couple of other oaks are probably going to join at the end of the season. Um, we've got a few of the oaks there, who's like also main new supporter. A couple, unfortunately, are fans of all the other clubs who are not performing, mind the gap. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how our mini leagues also going to develop. Because uh, at the moment, it's not that much, but still, it's quite competitive. Um, but it's interesting to see how close uh, the two of us are. Slightly,
1: slightly, slightly competitive. Slightly competitive from second downwards. Slightly competitive from second downwards, I'd agree with. <laughs>
0: Well, let's be fair, you're playing Man City, me being Man United in real life with the FPL, so it depends where you are and how you view it. Um, I, I found myself second and I didn't quite know what to do, just like Man City, uh, just like Manu, unfortunately, um, but we'll figure it out. Um, so, game week 17 actually did quite well. I rolled the transfer. And the average for that week was 56. Now, I got 81. And I must admit, you, saw, you, mentioned, you yeah. also mentioned this player at the start, Emi Martinez. Hands down, yeah. in real life, one of the best cheap buys in the this season, probably, or the last two seasons, yeah, including Bruno Fernandes, of course.
1: Because the impact on
0: goalkeeper has, and the audacity to say the reason why he left, Arsenal and to join Aston Villa was he wants to compete. (laughs) What a man. What a mad lad. So, the interesting thing for me is for Martinez, even though in game week 17, he got three points, which isn't much, but considering they lost 2 1, he actually made seven saves, which got you two points. So, even in a game you lose, you can at least count for three points, which most other goalkeepers they would have gotten zero because conceding two goals takes a couple of points and then playing only for the full game gets you two points, so that just gets you zero. So even Martinez, what a goalkeeper for the season, constantly just giving you points, which you don't expect usually from a goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, so basically as well, from about game week 15 uh, to about game week 21, Quite a lengthy period, about uh, six six weeks. I was hovering in the in the 200k mark, you know, 278 down to 207 uh, to 220 to 276. You know, so I was hovering in the 200k. I couldn't quite break into that 176 uh, or the one the the, the the top 100k sort of mark. Um, you know, and then game, came game week 22, and I feel since game week 22, um, I've really really well. I'm gonna put it on to game week 19 actually. Um, only for the fact that I hit a uh, forty-nine on game week twenty-one, um, I think game week nineteen uh, is quite a is quite a good game week to go. So I think that was quite a, a big point in the season because a lot of people had that second wild card. Um, the, you know, I hit an eighty-nine. You know, but my overall rank was still one point eight million. So it was quite a high-scoring game week. So I think that's a good game week to go to uh, next would be game week nineteen.
0: True. Um, for my game week 19, was quite interesting. I used my bench boost, and also with that bench boost, I was like, okay, i got to sort my team out, but I'm not going to use the wild card. Because it was a
1: double game week. It was a double game week. Yeah. So I think it was
0: like one of the first double game weeks. So the initial thoughts were, okay, got to play my triple captain. But then you looked at the games, yes. you were like,
1: uh,
0: do I really have to? And then also a lot of people were like, okay, those who still have their first wild card left, now's the time to use it because you have to use it before the second one. And then there are a lot of people who use their second wild card as soon as they got it for this double game week. So I think I made a quite interesting move taking the points of a minus 12 instead of using my wild card then, but using my bench boost to get 107. I think it's my highest. And the team I have in front of me, I wish I could have it now at the moment, but with my wildcard, I might just. I had Mendy in golf, um, Chelsea, as soon as he got in. He got me eight points. Creswell got me 10. Diaz got me 18 for some reason. De Bruyne, I captained, he got me 16. Then Grealish yeah. got me eight. Fernandes got me eight. Kane got me nine. And then on the bench, I had Emmy Martinez. He got me nine. And Juan Bissarco with eight. So, from a bench boost, I honestly couldn't have asked for any more. Like, even taking yeah. only 12, that's still a good game week for your bench boost.
1: No, this game, Yeah, this game week for me, uh, I took a four-point knock. But it was also a good game week. We got 89 points. It wasn't uh, the highest, but it was still competitive. Um, I Justin, who got me 14 points at the back. Martinez started. Cancelo started. I got eight and nine for them. So, this is when I also hopped on the suit check and Antonio Bus. Um These two came in, just got me a shitload of points for three game weeks, and then they were out of my team. Um, So Antonio got me 18 this game week, Kane got me nine, also Captain De Bruyne with 16. Um, I was still with Rashford, unfortunately, uh, during this period of time. It's sort of it was kind of weird because as soon as I brought Fernandez back in, Rashford performed for the two game weeks, that Fernandez didn't. But I've just decided I'm done changing those two, and I'm going to keep Fernandez in. There's just no point in taking him out anymore um but yeah so that was a good game week for me I didn't uh go excessive on the transfers I got a good 89 uh points and um yeah sort of that was my kickoff uh properly for like the you know to break into the top 100k it's quite well uh
0: like it was quite odd for me like I haven't been in the top 100k at all except like the second week I got in the top 70k so I was like wow top 70k but it's interesting to see at the start of the season, because there's not much to put, there's not a lot of points that's been up, up for grabs already. So me being in the top 70K of game week two, I was like thinking, wow, this season, okay, what I'm doing, taking a couple hits just to get the right team out might actually work. And then by then it's more like, eh, in the long run, I probably shouldn't have done that. Because for, unlike you, you were just, like gradually building up, building up, having one down or two down, and then just going back up and up and up. For me, it's like skyrocket high, like like Bitcoin at the moment, fuck it. <laughs> So like sky high the one day and then low in the low in the next day. Um, and when averaging that out over a season, it's not quite that well. But I think one of the most recent, quite nice going weeks I had was... The game week which you absolutely dominated, <laughs> and I was extremely frustrated. Which was game week twenty four, the second double game week, uh, which I got yes. solid ninety nine points. I would much rather take a ninety eight than ninety nine with my OCD, and I was um, just. I would.
1: I would. I would. I would go back to game week twenty two because from game week twenty two, I've hit a ninety one, a seventy six, a hundred, and an eighty five. You know, so that took me literally from two hundred fifty-five k to where I'm now at seventy-nine thousand four hundred eighteenth, which you know that's that's the highest I've I've been uh, this whole entire season, and uh, to be at you know the top the top eighty k in at game week twenty-five of season is quite a <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite chuffed with. That, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I'm extremely, extremely happy with with how that's gone. But it's, I'm literally going to say Gaming twenty-two was an extremely good one to to start. Where I had ninety-one uh, points, so it was quite a low-scoring game week for a lot of uh, you know teams. And yeah, the average points was fifty-seven. So for me, to ninety-one was big. Um, you know, and again, you see, this was that ninety-one week, and I told you, I had a captain Salah who got me four points. Yet I had Fernandez who got me seventeen. So it's another game week where if I just captain Fernandez. You know, that would have made the biggest difference. You know, that's a 100-point game week that I that I threw away right there. I uh, had Sucic and Antonio again who got 9 and 8. Calvert-Lewin, 9. Bamford, 5. Uh, Diaz, 6. Cancelo, 6. Justin, 15. So there were points everywhere in my team. That literally, if I had every single person in my side there got points besides my captain. Um <laughs> So it was quite a quite a frustrating weekend. So like it was a bittersweet ninety-one, you know, because that was a hundred points just waiting to happen, uh, and I threw it away. And then the, the very ne- the very same thing happened the following game week in game week seventy-six. Uh, I left Calvert Lewin on my bench and decided to start Suchek, Got a red card. I captain Fernandez that game week when Gunduan got thirteen. So, yeah, uh, Dallas got me 12. Bamford, uh, you know, produced again with six. Martinez got nine. Justin got me nine. So, again, points all around. But just in the last, in those game weeks, I mean, they've been extremely high scores. But I still haven't picked the right captain, you know. So, it's been frustrating. Like, even though my, my points have been doing well, it still hasn't been enjoyable. Because it's like, gosh, that, that should have been my captain pick. You know, um, same when we got game week 24, I got 100 points. I played my wild card. Um, it was the double game week for Manchester City. Um, and being stupid, for some reason, I decided to cap- captain Fernandez instead of Gunduan. So I got 100 points for this game week, bear in mind. But Gunduan got 19, Fernandez got me nine, but he was my captain. So he got me 18 points. So you can see how I'm frustrated. And I was bittersweet because, yes, I hit the 100 points, but I captained someone that only got nine points when I had the obvious captain pick that got 19 points.
0: Yeah, true. I, I, I wanted to ask you about that as well. Like, double game week, you know the person's in form. You know, he's taking, at that time, he was taking the penalties. He slotted into the De Bruyne role. Man City are playing extremely well. What made you decide to go for Fernandes in that game? To
1: be honest, Chris, my honest, my honest answer is I've got no fucking idea. Like when I look back <laughs> at it, I've like, got no idea. You know, I, I felt so clever because I brought in Lothian for that game week. He got 17. Martinez got me 12. You know, Loton was a game week transfer. Like no one in the league, in my league had him in any of the leagues that I play in besides, obviously, you know, the, the main leagues and stuff. But um, it was a good transfer for me in my mini leagues. Let me say that rather. Um, you know, to have loads in. They got me 17 points. But again, uh Newcastle just looked like such a nice fixture, you know. And again, it was one of those games where Fernandes, he should have, you know, it was just, we got so unlucky. You know, I went with one Basaka over Shaw as well. Shaw got an assist that game. Um, So again, I, I honestly, customer my answer is I don't fucking know why I chose to captain Fernandes over Gunduan that weekend. I mean, Gunduan got... 19 points I mean 13 points if I'm not mistaken the weekend before that yes 13 and I decided no I'm gonna captain Fernandes who at the time wasn't hitting you know the numbers we expect of him at the time Fernandes was only on what game week was this game week 24 yeah no game week yeah 23 yeah he got seven points you know so it was a little bit frustrating um but uh yeah, I still hit the hundred. That's all I wanted. I literally just wanted the hundred. I took a little bit of a dip in the mini league because guys behind me, uh, captain couldn't do one, so it was a little bit unfortunate.
0: Yeah, true. Um, I can take it a bit back. Also, the game week twenty two was quite interesting for me because I used like one transfer, and at that time I was like about six hundred k, borderline seven hundred k. I got the nice eighty five, and. Like you said, we both captain Salah. If we picked anyone else, it would have gone extremely well. Cause Wamba got me seventeen, Diaz got me six, Fernandez got me seven, Gundogan got eight, calvert Lewin got nine, Bamford five. I even had Madison in for that weekend. The first week he got back, he slotted in. I don't know why. I my biggest—that is
1: one of my biggest regrets, because is not getting Madison or Bonds, and I've not had them in my side at all throughout the season and I just don't know what is stopping me from bringing in but Barnes is coming into my team this week and there's no doubt about it I'm bringing in Barnes I'm done stalling it he's 100% coming in and that's that I might even double up on Leicester's midfield this weekend fair enough because um, but yet again when I look at game week 22 I'm like okay
0: even my vice captain would have done absolutely shit I had Mahrez in for that game week as well and our vice captain, because I think it was against Burnley. And as we know in football, very few things are certain. But one thing that is certain is Man City always dominate Burnley, <laughs> even if it's 5 0, 3 0, nothing less. And what, fair enough, Man City still won, but only 2 0. Like you expect Man City against Burnley, In Burnley haven't been performing as well up until that time and Man City were just firing left, right, and centre, we, we all expected another 5-0. And Marez being the guy who always scores and assists in that game, he did absolutely nothing. Um, so that's just a bit of a shame for game week 22 for me. But then game week 24, like I said, solid 99. And no, you weren't the only person in the league. I also had a uh, solid 17. And you said you were a bit unlucky for Gundogan to captain Fernandez on a nine. But just remember one thing. Man City played against Tottenham and Everton. So, fair play. He got... How many points did uh, Gundogan get? He got... 19. 19 against Tottenham. And then absolutely nothing against Everton. So, in a double game week, he, he could have gotten so much more. Because yeah, I, I'm very I'm happy.
1: I would not be, for, I would not be first in the mini-league right now if it wasn't uh, for Gunnar not playing at game week. So, I'm very glad he didn't play against it.
0: True, it would have mean me. <laughs> um, no, but then also, so it was interesting to see last week, I think, game week 25 is our most recent, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Chris, you're not, uh, you're not second in the mini-league, my friend.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> well,
1: you're sitting third at the moment.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, no need to bring it up. <laughs> uh, I've been consistently second...
1: Yeah, no, it's literally, yeah, it's been you and Tennis going at each other the whole time. Well, Jock
0: as well, he's he's fourth at the moment above Tennis. Yeah. Um, Tennis is a bit down. He's like 30 points behind me. I'm sitting on 1,493. 4, 1, so, one good game week and Keenan fucking up would be nice, but him owning Dallas. So, game week 25 was a bit eh for me. It was like 68, fair enough. It's a good game week. It's above the average, above 55. I took only a minus four. So, I still end up, end up with 64, couple above. But I'm just glad Bamford did something. After the first game week, I was like, ah, no, this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. And then, I don't know why, but all of a sudden, Leeds decided, you know what, defenders matter. So we're going to get our defenders to score our goals for us. After Bamford gets his goal, we're just going to let Dallas run the pitch. And honestly, I don't know why, Like, uh, the one person in my class, Mark, he decided to captain Dallas. I'm thinking, what's the number one rule in FPL? Never captain a defender. And then Mark decided to captain him, and he's got, like, I don't even want to look at how much he probably had, but uh, let me just quickly see. Dallas got 17. Well, he got 17 from that double game week, and he captained him. So imagine a captain... A captain on 17. That's like 34, if I'm not mistaken. I only match, G. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what Gundogan got the previous line
0: Exactly. So, even just captaining a defender might be something we should sometimes consider, because at least they're getting something. I know, fair enough, a goal isn't always guaranteed. But, for example, someone like Cancelo or Luke Shaw or maybe wan soccer. I think it's worth going through the stats and seeing, okay, against which opposition do they usually perform with an assist? So maybe maybe Fernandez, Fernandez, and Gundogan or Rafinha or Salah isn't playing that well of a team or they're not firing with the rest of the team. Maybe
1: looking into the defence
0: isn't the worst idea for the season.
1: I don't know. It's been quite a weird season with regards to that. like Dallas. I've had him in my team for ages. Server so had Bamford, but this weekend I brought in Rafinha as well. He got 12 points. Um, I captained Bamford. This was a good weekend. I got 85 points. which is just solid, uh, considering the fact that the average was 55. Um, I kept Loton in my team. Fernandez got me 12. Uh, so unfortunately, I didn't captain Fernandez this weekend for some some strange reason. Again, you see, it's like. Last weekend, I did captain him, and he got me no points. This weekend, I don't captain him, and he got me 12 points. So, again, very unlucky. Bamford only got eight, so he got 16 points overall as my captain. If I Captain Fernandez, he would have got me 24. Uh, but it's quite ironic because Rafinha was my captain until the very last hour before we could change our teams. I was like, okay, most captain person is going to be Bamford. He could go and score a hat-trick or whatever, you know, and I've, I've backed him so much. So, I backed Bamford, and unfortunately, he didn't – Produce what Rafinha did, but uh, again another differential. Quite funny enough, that helped this weekend was Sterling. Um, people have just overlooked him, and I just think like you know he's he's captaining uh, City at some point during the season and stuff. You know he's been hitting eight sixes, eight elevens. Um, you know, so I think he's quite a solid performer and a guaranteed starter in that in that Pep side. I think is the probably the first, uh, if not Diaz Sterling, as the first name on the on that team She's
0: well, I think also De Bruyne, when fit, is probably the number one name. Because I think it was a season or two ago, the term yeah. undroppable came up. And Pep said ah, he doesn't like putting the name or anyone linked to that. But Kevin De Bruyne is one of the most important players in his team. So it's quite interesting for this week uh, coming up in game week, which is this, game week six. Um, yeah. I'm actually using my wild
1: yeah, card. about bringing, bringing
0: Yeah, I'm using my wild card and I must admit, this team, I think it's before, but it, it can also shoot me in the foot if it doesn't go exactly as planned because there are a couple of things that need to fall into plan for it in order to work, but I, it's one of those, if it works, I'm going to get shits on the points. If it doesn't uh, I'm gonna shit in the ranks, so I don't think I've got a single player in my starting line. No, um, the thing
1: is, I've already got, I've already got. Uh, I'm playing my bench boost this game week, um, so I'm. I'm also gonna probably take an eight-point knock. Uh, I've got two free transfers, but I think I'm gonna make four, um, just because Luton doesn't have a you know favorable game. Um, Leeds are only playing one game, and I've got three Leeds players. Um, I also want to get Cavani out of my side, um, you know. So there's a few things I want to I want to play around with here still. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, this is going to be a huge, huge game week. I think this is probably where a lot of uh, teams are going to make or break uh, their mini league seasons. Is this game week? I mean, this is just I've never seen this many teams playing to twice in one in one game week.
0: True. Sure. I think it's also quite nice to see, like even though Man United don't have a favourable Double game week playing against Chelsea and uh, if he Crystal Palace at the moment with it's all so you never know, especially with Manu and Crystal Palace, is always a game to watch. I'm still backing Fernandes and on my team. Like, fair enough, I could probably bring in maybe a lesser defender or maybe another Tottenham defender, but. Mm, Wan is still a good choice for a double game week, Manu versus Chelsea. It's a big game. I don't think Chelsea have the capability to score in big games yet. I think when the starting players like don't get me wrong, is a good player, but specifically for big games such as Premier League games, Manu versus Chelsea. But
1: then again, it's United. But then again, it's our defense. And anybody can score against our defense.
0: Well, also true. Especially if Lindelof plays and gates are open. Um, But I must admit, the game, the team I've got so far, I might make one or two changes in the middle, in the front. But so far, I'm going to play a 4 4 2 with Martinez in goal against Leeds and Sheffield. I expect Leeds to score, but I expect Martinez to get a lot of saves. So at least maybe get three points against Leeds. And then get a clean sheet against yeah. Sheffield. I don't, I don't see Sheffield doing it. I think they're probably going to get relegated. Points are just not on their side. They're not performing as well. Then I've got Wan-Bissaka, as I said. Then John Stones and Diaz. I'm not the biggest fan of centre-backs in my team. Because, fair enough, they only get you six points. But there's <laughs> other defenders, like left-backs and right-backs, like Cancelo who would do much better attacking-wise. attacking, at, attacking wise. But with centre-backs, especially with, in Man City, you need at least one of them to guarantee yourself a clean sheet when they do, because you never know who's going to play. Um, yeah. And also, it's not the worst thing in the world. A 5.2 mil for stones, not the end of the world. Diaz, a bit of a stretch, but I think he's worth it. Then I've got Eric Dyer in against Burnley and Fulham. Either he's going to get a yellow card in both and concede in both, or he's going to get two clean sheets and score a free kick or, or something against Fulham. Like It's just at that moment for Tottenham now where either you're going to perform or you're going to flop. Either Mourinho is going to get fired or he's going to keep his job. This is the one... If this game week, double game week, where they have to perform, I think it's something... A lot of people are just glancing over. Like, fair enough, it's a good game. Burnley, Fulham, okay. They lost against Fulham. Burnley playing quite well at home, being defensive, as we all know. But I think when the pressure comes, I don't see a reason why not to back Harry Kane and Eric Dyer. So after the yeah. defense, I went, as you said, you bring bringing in Barnes. I've got Barnes in my side. I've got Salah, I've got Fernandes, then i got De Bruyne as well. But I'm not captaining any of my midfield. I've got Kane as well. And then my captain, I've had him set for captain as soon as the game week ended. I said to myself, if there comes another, if only if he gets injured or someone else in his team gets injured, I'm not captaining him. And it's my man, Calvert-Lewin. And the reason for that is Southampton are playing absolute shit at the moment. Calls are not going their way. And West Brom, fair enough, are battling, but against a very well-run team who are coming off a 2-0 win, the first time since 1999 winning at Anfield, Everton are are on the eyes of eyes and playing against two teams who are, one one team fighting for their manager who's probably going to get sacked, even though I think he's a good manager, um, Arsenal for. But West Brom, I, I don't see it happening. Like, what what's stopping Calvin Lewin from scoring in both these these games? I don't see any reason why he wouldn't score. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, but I've, I've got a tough decision to make right now. Like, I'm. Um... I've got Calvin Lewin in my team, like not in my team. Um, he is a I'm gonna bring be bringing him in right now, but I'm deciding between taking Sterling out to bring Kane into my side. Um the only thing is then who to bring in because then I'm only gonna have six point seven mole in my side in my in my team. Um so I'm um, just on, I've, on, I've tinkered on, yeah. around
0: and I think. If you can't afford Kane, one of the good options, and you still want a Leicester player in, Jamie Vardy is not playing that bad, and he's the guy who scores one of the most goals in. Well, he's the guy who scores the most goals in big games. So Leicester having Arsenal and then Burnley, and then Jamie Vardy, Jamie Vardy proving us all wrong with time. I think it's not a bad shot if you can afford it. To go Jamie Vardy and then Son, because I think with Tottenham you can't really go wrong with Son or Kane. I think, but I could also I've, go got, to,
1: I've got, I've yeah, but I've, I don't, yeah, I'm just worried about not having anybody for the, for the Spurs games. That's my my worry.
0: True. That's why I think having a Spurs either you can afford Kane. And if you can't, you're probably going to downgrade him to Vardy. And then you'll probably have... I've got Vardy
1: now. Do you think Gundogan's going to play in this double game, week Against
0: West Ham and Wolves, I'm not quite sure how the Champions League is looking at the moment. But I don't see a reason why he would not. That's where where I'm going to put it. Because I think Pep has changed his system a bit. This year, since the start, since the start, he basically said, "All I want is, Rodri- is uh, Rodrigo and um, Kevin De Bruyne my That's all I want." And then four strikers, basically like two wingers, and he basically played a four-two-four, which didn't quite work out. And now you see someone like uh, Fernandinho coming back, playing a bit of centre back. I'm gonna. I think I'm.
1: I'm genuinely thinking of bringing in Malanta. Yeah, against Manu and who's the other game? Oh, uh, Liverpool. That is true,
0: huh? Hey? Yeah, like I would have cons- I had uh, Reese James in because it looks like um, Tuko actually likes him at right back. I personally like him a lot because I think he's one of the most underrated right backs in the league. Um, I think Wamba Saka being the best right back in the league. Um, because the right-backs, they have to get up the field, they have to be able to make tackles, and you've got to make the passes. Don't get me wrong, Trent is a great player, but I think when purely looking at the position, I think you can't deny Wan-Bissaka is a much better defender, and, well, a right-back is still a defender. So one bissaka being number one, I think the, the gap between Rich James and... Trent Alexander and wan is not very far off. Considering how well Rhys James is actually at taking corners, making passes, always being attacking-minded, yeah. I think the only thing he, he lacks is what wan already has and that's experience. So, I'm one of the people I'm always looking out for for this season and for this season following, um, just purely from a football perspective, not like, prim, like a Fantasy Premier League, just in Premier League in general, I think Reese James is truly someone to look out for.
1: No, he's yeah, you know, he's very, very good. Um, but I just think this this uh, game week isn't the uh, the right game week for him. Um, currently, I'm having a little bit of a difficult decision uh, who to bring in for seven point seven. Because at the moment, uh, my team is organised what uh, Loton Dallas, Cancelo, one Basakusu Sufal, Barnes, Fernandez, Gundogan, Salah, Vardy, Watkins, Calvert, Lewin, Ryan, and Martinez. But I just don't know who to bring in for 7.7 my options at the moment. Um, uh, I will tell you now. I am thinking of bringing in, I was plugging my phone on charge, um, I'm thinking of bringing in, because I usually take a look at um, transfers in, in the round and then the ICT index. Um, so I'm thinking of bringing in um, either either um, Rodriguez, who I think is a good pick uh, for this weekend, um, or Grealish, but I just don't know if Grealish is going to play.
0: Well, from what I've heard is Grealish, they said he was going to be out this weekend, but that got leaked. So it gives me the idea that the injury is not that bad that Aston Villa were going to come out and say, oh, he has an injury. I think it's one of those in-house injuries which, OK, he's going to miss a game, but then he's going to be all right for the double game week. Um, so mm. I think it's worth a punt, but also you, how many City defenders do you have? Uh, only one. You see, I think maybe if you make that Greeley switch rather to Barnes, which I think that's about... Really six you saving. I
1: already have bonds.
0: Oh, uh, okay, fair enough. Um, I'm just trying to figure out... Because sometimes what I'm... Which I considered was maybe downgrading a couple of my defenders. So, for example, if you... If you really want a nice defender, I think for a good budget, I think one of the best budget defenders at the moment excluding stones, is probably matt target for, I think it's now 4.6, 4.7. And yeah. I think it's, he's always attacking. I saw a couple of highlights of him the other day. My word, like, he's actually quite skillful considering, considering what his position is for. Um, he always gets up yeah. the line when allowed he always gets up, to, my word, I'm just fucking everything up here. <laughs> He's always allowed to get up the line and perform, but that's only if they allow him, um, which is usually the problem because when he goes up the line, that usually pushes Grealish a bit more central, but that helps the whole player's game. Um, mm, exactly. but it all, any Aston Villa transfer, I would say you have to wait for Grealish. Um, and I'm not sure when that news is going to break.
1: Yeah, and Target's playing against Leeds and Sheffield this weekend, so I don't think it's a bad shot at all, to be quite honest.
0: True. I don't think Aston Villa are going to do well against Leeds. I think it's a high-scoring game for both sides. Maybe something like 2-1, 2-2. I see a two there. I feel like a sidekick. Um, I-, I see two goals for either side. Yeah. Um, if Grealish plays, but if Grealish doesn't play... Yeah, the thing
1: is, target, target's also on for those assists and stuff, you know, so I think yeah. that's another big, a big thing to look at.
0: True. Because I must admit, it was also interesting to see, everyone says, okay, yeah, Grealish's only impact is like assisting the ball and stuff. What well, people forget is, He's been fouled a hundred times this season. The only other player who's come close to being fouled that much is Wilfred Zarr, and he's like on 56-59. So when you're getting fouled yeah. that many times, you're getting the other team booked. So that has a massive impact defensively because it's usually a defender who like throws a leg at him just to stop him because that's where he plays at. So when someone like Ollie Watkins comes through in on the box, what's the defender going to do? Is he going to risk getting another yellow, or is he just going to let the guy go past? He's probably just going to let the guy go past. So, I think Grealish's impact sometimes gets a bit misinterpreted. Like even his stats, like the underlying stats say, him, Fernandes, and Rafinha, based on goal contributions, just excluding what his fouls does for the team, they're the top three play. They're like the top three players basically in the world like Messi fair enough he does his thing Ronaldo does his thing but find any other three players that really contributes um possession opportunities goals assists like Grealish Rafinha and Fernandes
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: but yeah, that's basically going to be my team for the weekend. I might make a ch- slight change, but um, it's it's between the only option I'm considering is maybe switching Barnes for uh, Son and then switching Kane down to um, Vardy. But I think Leicester is a bit of a punt against Arsenal and Burnley if that goes against me, so. If it goes against me, I'd rather have someone who is a bit cheaper, like Barnes taking the heat and then banking on Kane. Who do, you, who,
1: do you think who do you think I should go for, Sterling or Son?
0: Against Sterling and Son, I think you you already have Gundogan in and you already have another Man City player in. They're playing West Ham yeah, is, Sterling,
1: is, Sterling is such a good asset. No, Sterling is such a good um, differential. You know, you would never expect it, but he's a huge differential.
0: True, he's a, he's a great differential, but sometimes, I think it's also important to know when is it a good differential when and why is he a differential? Because he is one of those guys, Pep would bench for the Champions League. Um I think what people are forgetting wow, is the, the team reason team. why
1: I'll see what team they start tonight. And that'll probably be my if, if Sterling doesn't play tonight, then I'm he, he's not moving out of my team because then he'll start both games as double game week. If Gunduan mm. starts tonight, he will not start against uh he will not start in the Premier League because then De Bruyne is guaranteed that start. If De Bruyne doesn't start tonight,
0: it will also be interesting to see. Defensively for me with Diaz and Stones, who starts tonight, who doesn't? Um, but yeah. I think at my the, team at is the moment,
1: s- uh, at um, the moment I'm gonna keep Bamford, Rafinha, and Dallas in my team, even though they've got one game because I mean it's against Aston Villa and they're playing at home. So I've got uh, Bamford, Watkins, and Calvert Lewin up front. I've got because I'm playing bench boost, I'm just telling all my players, Salah and son Fernandez, Rafinha. Target: Wanda Bissaka, Cancelo, Dallas, Lothian, Martinez, and Ariola, and everybody there is playing double game weeks. Besides Dallas, Rafinha, and Bamford,
0: I think it's not a bad team. And to be fair, I, I'm yeah. not really in a position to tell if you to tell you if it's a good or bad team. You, you're quite far ahead, um, and <laughs> I'm just trying to break. No, I'm, just, at
1: I'm, the just moment. Really, I'm just trying to decide now if Mourinho is going to get out of that slump. I just feel like this happens to every Mourinho team. It's just so negative right now. And all it's going to take is for them to lose one of those small games that they're playing. I mean, they're playing Burnley and Fulham, for fuck's sake. Like, and I can just, I promise you, I can see the Burnley game going to zero, zero, and the Fulham game going to two, one, like, and Fulham getting a decision by a VAR or something, you know. But I can also see Tottenham going there and doing a, a fucking four nil and a five nil, you know. Um, but that's just not what they've been recently. And that's why mm-hmm. it's so hard to decide, Swan or Sterling. Because I know if Sterling doesn't start in the Champions League, he's going to absolutely dominate over this weekend. And then I think I'm going to go for Sterling over, over Son. And I'm just going to have to hope that uh, no, no Spurs player performs. But again, it doesn't really matter because there's not many players in many leagues right now that are, you know uh, that do have Son or, or, or Kane or both in their side. So if, if Son does get points, the chance of Sterling getting points are just as good, you know, so it kind of cancels it out. You know, so It all just depends. I just feel like Son's slightly more explosive and Sterling kind of gives you your points game week in, game week out sort of thing.
0: True. I think it's also going to be interesting for me because if, like you said, for you, it's lucky because if Raheem doesn't play this game, he's going to play the double. But for me, with De Bruyne, I'm thinking, well, fuck, if he plays this game, yeah, he has to play. He has to play every single game and him not being fit, I don't know, Hopefully, they're like completely run through. I, I personally think it would be interesting to put Gundogan in for tonight's game and play De Bruyne in the Premier League, but also vice versa. Like, Man City are leading the Premier League so far. I could absolutely see them saying, you know what? We're not going to risk De Bruyne in the Premier League. We'd rather play him in the Champions League because that's what we're really gunning for. Man City is gunning for the Champions League. Like they just have the to is find this
1: But the thing is also if I the thing is also if I've got to bring in Son, I'm taking a an uh, a eight point knock. Then I've got to take another four points to get him in. So that's also another fact. That is Son gonna be four points worth, four points more worth than Sterling over that double game ring. I just don't think so. I just think if I bring, um, I just think if I bring uh. Son in, I don't think he's going to get four more points than Sterling over that game week. I could be wrong. I could be made to look like a fucking idiot when this is released and the game week happens, but we'll see. Um, But I I don't know. At the moment, I think I'm going to back Sterling um, and just uh, bring in Calvert-Lewin and Target and Areola. Because those are my main two things. I just Because I'm playing my bench boost, I kind of just wanted to bring in players that are going to play, you know. Um, Areola, get safe points. Target, I think Aston Villa could do pretty well you know, against Leeds and against um, against Leeds and Sheffield United. I think those a two good games for them. And then Calvert Lewin, like you said, you know, he's your captain. I do think I'm going for uh, Salah or Fernandez this weekend.
0: This has been our second episode, our first of Fantasy Premier League. Um, let us know if you enjoy this, cause we're gonna try out a couple of new stuff. Talking about pretty much everything, we don't have a set schedule. But we're definitely going to try and make a lot more of these because it's fun. We finally have a fixed uh, fixed schedule from, uh, from a COVID standpoint in the sense of at least COVID is getting a bit in control, like it's being controlled to a certain extent. So schools are back up and running. Nothing's really getting delayed, really. I think the world's adapting quite well to COVID, which allows us to finally get a tough schedule to actually produce something for you all and um yeah expect much more from us and yeah that's from my side it's chris edward wistazen and i hope you enjoy this episode of the co-ankered podcast